Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. TPV Radio, Central Texas. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! What's good, radio family? The Psalmist Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Psalmist Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m., Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, The Reality Coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Fest with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Loda Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Starless Voice presents by appointment only, coming soon. TPV Radio's open mic open to all pastors preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365, 24-7. Just search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website www.allsports.com headgear.com and type in promo code Siron2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
You're listening to The Motivar Nation with Sandra Grace right now on TPV Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pastor Christopher Newton, CEO and founder of the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. We wanted to give a special song to a special lady. This will be her final episode here on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network, and we love you to pieces. This woman of God has tremendous talents of all different flavors, walks, you name it. When she puts her hands to it, it definitely moves. We love you, Sandra Grace. We pray that God will continue to open doors for you. We love you as you are our own. I know you've been doing your thing, and we pray that you knock down doors that no man can open. I, we pray that you open legislating, legislating that you've been fighting for, that it will be passed, and all the hard work that you put in in the last couple of years, God will get glory with all the hard work you put in. So I like to give a dedication to our sister, our pastor, our LPC. We love you, Sandra Grace. We will miss you tremendously. And this song is for you. I hope you enjoy. God bless you. I can see it in your eyes that you are restless. The time has come for you to leave. It's so hard to let you go. But in this life I know you have to be Who you were made to be As you step out on the road I'll say a prayer So that in my heart You always will be there This is not goodbye I know we'll meet again Was created by the one who loves more than we'll ever know. 
to guide you in your loss. What started as a still small voice is raging now, and your only choice is to follow who you are. So follow who you are, cause this is not goodbye. I know we'll meet again. I am indebted to what you have given me in regards to opportunities to share the great word of God. And although we may not have it all together, we certainly together have it all. I not leaving the show for an excuse I am leaving simply because I have to study for the LSAT which I would like to get into law school I want to make I want to make a difference in that regard and that is going to be very challenging but the LSAT will determine where I get accepted to law school. Also, on top of that, it is a legislative year coming up in 2021, and legislative bills need to be attended. I'm very excited about the possibilities of changing laws or statutes or modifying that which exists to help, as I've always said, be human and meet the basic human needs of water, shelter, food. And when I say food, I've always married that to medication needed and I will continue that good fight, and whatever it takes, I will certainly be there for that good fight. No one should do without, not here in this city in San Antonio, not here in this county, and not here in the state, not here in this country, not here in the rest of the planet. 
our essential needs need to be met. And there are people in control of those gates. And it's a shame that they control those gates and people suffer. So what prompted me to talk about COVID is a experience, it's an experience that I had yesterday with my mother on Mother Daughter Day. And I wasn't even aware it was Mother Daughter Day. God has a way of reminding me. And I enjoyed spending time with my mother. I don't see her very often because of COVID. So my mother had asked me uh, to go with her to the cemetery with her so that she could pay for my father's burial. And I had this uh, revelation as I was sitting outside the office and I mean outside, like outside in the environment, because they don't allow anybody inside the office of, of the funeral or the cemetery office because of COVID. So our interactions with administration was through a mail slot and them on the other side and us on the other side of the, the glass. We weren't even able to go in, even though we had a mask. Um, that's how the transaction started. So we're outside, we're out uh, in the cemetery, and um, in San Antonio, there is a cemetery that is called San Fernando Cemetery. This one is number two, there's one and two. The one that we chose is number two because it's closer to where my mom lives and it's in the heart of where I grew up and, and where our family grew up and where my father used to, to venture in, in, in terms of uh, taking care of his properties and whatnot. So anyway, we chose that. So I don't know how else to put this but very very boldly and 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 raw um and I'll, I'll say it because everyone needs to know as morbid as this sounds the immense uh emotional toll it takes to bury a loved one as well as the financial burden that follows. My father passed away on the 24th of March of 2019. It was unexpected. He was ill, he was in the ICU. It was not supposed to and from one day to the next. God had other plans. I am the oldest of my family in terms of siblings, children. 
my mother, she is um, a Spanish speaker. She can speak English and hold her own. But she really 100% relied on me to help her with my father and all the things that go with a funeral. And this is very important to share because I don't know if anybody else knows the details of what it takes to bury your dead. And I've learned and I want to share. So the day that my father passed, they, we called everybody um, and let them know. A lot of people from out of town made arrangements to come into town. And my mom had made a, a very, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of requests uh, regarding my dad. And my father was a, I know this is going to sound bizarre, but, you know, God gives us gifts. Uh, my father was a clairvoyant. Mm, he somewhat of a, of a prophet. Um, those gifts were passed down to me. Um, and... And I'm grateful for that. Uh, but I know they came from God. So I didn't know what to do because I've never buried anyone. I had never had anyone die in my family, in my close family. So I didn't know what to do. I know where to start. And it's amazing what the mind can do. It goes into autopilot because I didn't have the time to feel. I had to act and I had to make decisions and I had to help my mother make decisions for my father's specific arrangements for a funeral. So one of the things that I learned quickly is that funerals are very expensive, even if you want a very modest funeral. This was before COVID. Things are a bit different now with COVID. And not in a good way. The very first thing that we had to do, I say we, um, it was me, my mother, and my sister-in-law. We went to the funeral home, and it was a very small funeral home down the neighborhood area where we lived, where I lived at the time, because I was... I stayed with my mother those days. So um, you sit down with people you don't know 
at a funeral home and they start asking a lot of questions about where the body is, what kind of arrangements did we want, um, any, and it starts with what kind of casket, kind of lining, They ask you things like, did you want to play music in the background? What kind of music? Do you have music? You put music together, and we can play it during the ceremony. They ask what the... what the funds look like, how much we can afford. And um, um, they ask things like, will there be a mass or do you have someone that can come out and from the church? to oversee and, and talk. Um, how long do you want the service for? Three hours, six hours, nine hours. So, um, pardon. Apologize. So, it's overwhelming because it's um, your loved one that you're making decisions for. So, that time, uh, we were there for about three hours, and they were so nice, they're so kind, and they were actually uh, an amazing venue to have it because they only have one funeral at a time, where some of these bigger funeral homes have multiple happening and they want you in and out. So I was happy to know that there was an exclusive time and date and no one else was going to come in other than family and friends. So I, I love the fact that I chose that. So if that helps, you may want to ask, you know, is this, the type of service where it's one funeral or is it multiple funerals happening around. Um, I highly recommend a funeral home that offers one funeral at a time. So they asked us if there was going to be a casket. Of course, the question um, 
was what kind of casket do y'all want? And and then they showed us all these caskets. They have like they have books, and here we are looking at them. And prices are just ridiculous. And just to give you a bit of information, metal caskets, they run about $2,400. So the average casket is made from metal, fiberboard, fiberglass, or plastic casket costs $2,400 on the average but my father's wishes were to be cremated so we did not want to buy a casket and then cremate them although there are some people that buy a casket and then cremate the body with the casket we chose not to do so they asked us if we wanted to rent a casket and that they had three choices for us to choose from. We went with one of those options. But that went on for like 30 minutes back and forth between me, my mother, and my sister-in-law. Questions you don't know anything about. How'd I respond? So once we got the Rena casket taken care of, the next order of business was how long did we want to rent the space? And the services, so the funeral services covers, when you hear the word funeral service fee, this is the fee that covers the cost of funeral homes. Um, sometimes it even covers cemetery, cemetery labor um, and equipment if they're going to take the casket to the cemetery. The cost is solid. So on the average, it's $2,100, more or less what we paid. So we rented a casket and we had to pay to rent that casket. That was $500 to rent a casket. We paid for the funeral service and we actually had to pay about $2,100 for the entire day. We chose from like 11 to 9, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m so that people that wanted to pay their last respects can go in and out. That was expensive, those extra hours, because they could have been less. But we wanted to make sure that people were not rushed. And um, we also had people that were still traveling uh, to get to the funeral. So the cremation casket is needed and that cremation casket is about a thousand dollars so we have 
there's no way around it. My father used to say, oh, if I die, put me in a wooden casket and, you know, I don't even think fancy. Well, they don't give you those options. Not in the United States, that is. So then they ask us if they want, if you know, to have my father embalmed. That's an option. It's not a requirement in Texas. It's an option. And the embalmment is about $725. Since he died on a weekend and we didn't have the services till that Friday, they were going to go pick up the body and then it needed to get embalmed to preserve him for the day of his service. Then we um, had to entertain, and I say entertaining, and I, I had to feed the family that came to see my father because they all stayed in the house. So they stayed everywhere, like couches, beds. I had an RV. They were staying in the RV. Breakfast lunch, dinner, drinks, and not like cocktails. I'm talking like water and Gatorade and Cokes and things like that. And luckily in my mom's neighborhood, people in the neighborhood are beautiful souls, and they've all known each other for years. I grew up there, and they were always coming to our door, giving us fruit baskets and giving us food. Um, it, it was just unexpected and humbling. So then um, after, then we needed to choose um, a little card that would either have a dove or a cross or saint or something and then a saying in the back. And we went through several of those and we chose St. Jude because that's my father's saint. And then we had to choose what we wanted to put in the back. Um, there were several different types of prayers. Um, that also cost money. So... Then they asked us for um, they asked us questions about how we wanted my father to look like, and uh, we chose my father to I had to take care of that. I had to tell um, the person there how I wanted my father to look. I wanted him to look handsome, and um, they did a phenomenal job. It just looked like he was sleeping. The day before we had to go by the funeral home to provide them with my dad's wardrobe, it was tough. Um, 
but the night before my father came to me in a dream and he was wearing a shirt I'd never seen on him before and he had his belt buckle and jeans and he kind of looked at me and he's like you know he gave me this look like It was a glimpse in this dream I had. The next day, we went to a store, and and I, I told my mom, you know, Dad came to me, and he wants to wear this certain thing, and I know what it looks like. I do see it. And she didn't believe me. Nobody believed me. And lo and behold, the shirt was there. So we took the shirt home. They called us from the funeral home the next day. They wanted to know if we had everything ready to take uh, to them so they can dress my father up. Um, it was very difficult to see or witness my mother iron my father's shirt for the last time. And she starched it. She even starched his pants. When she was done, she gave them to me in hangers. I got my dad's boots. And then you know, we wouldn't be Martinez's if we didn't laugh about certain things, but we wondered, should we put socks on him? <laughs> you know, think about this thing. But yeah, we put socks on him. So. so we took the boots, his belt, his jeans, and the shirt. I dropped it off and his hat that he wore all the time. Just know, I'm not saying it because I just want to talk about me and my experience. I just want you guys to know that I think about these things when I hear people are dying of COVID and what the families have to go through and the expenses that are attached. It's heartbreaking because people are struggling financially. Luckily, my father had left a couple of bucks for us to in the event anything ever happened to him. So we had most of it. The day of um, his funeral came, we did have to call a padre to come out, a deacon, and he charges as well. Anywhere from 50 to $150, depending on who you choose. And then while you're there, there's like a room and then people get thirsty because they're there all day. Um, the family wants to be there all day. And 
some family members want to be there all day. So you have to make sure that in, in the lounge there's water and there's cookies and, you know, whatever it is that they may need. And we bought pizza, so people that were there and were hungry. Um, we left I and mean, we had a, a, the eulogy and and then we left. And then we forgot we needed to choose an urn. So there's a lot of urns out there for his ashes. And so my mom, I told mom, I will choose it. So me and my oldest son, the Marine, Christian, went and chose an urn for and paid for the urn. Very beautiful urn. If you go to my Facebook, you'll see it's great. I love it. I know that he would love, because he loved parole. Anyway. I know he would have been happy with it. He would have been happy with the price. It was very expensive. Anywhere, it could be anywhere from $200 to $700 for an urn. And there's all kinds of urns. So they ask you when we cremate him if you want his boots and belt buckle and jewelry and hat and all that, you want that to go with him. And so we made a decision that we would, um, that my dad loved his boots. So he was gonna go with his boots. We kept the belt buckle. We kept his wedding band. We kept his hat and other jewelry that he had. So they take the body, they send it to another place, and then they'll call you when the urn or the, the cremation's taken place. And the cremation's interesting because it has to be by a legitimate cremator that will give you a number and a certificate that authenticates that cremation. So that was interesting. Um, we didn't know these things. So the cremation fee was somewhere around $350. And Preparing my father because they did have to put makeup on him and things like that. Not because, you know, he would want that, but because, you know, I wanted him to look nice and they, you know, that's part of it. That's going to be $250 more or less. And this is the average price in the United States as of 2020. We didn't do any memorial services, but if we had, it would have been like as in going to a church and and then going to the funeral home, and we didn't have any of that. We just went straight to the funeral home, and that's what happened. We didn't go to church, take him to the funeral home, and then, you know, it wasn't that. It was just straight funeral home. So that happened, and about a week later, um, 
They called us and let us know that he was ready. I was at work. My brother said, I'll go get him. And my brother did. Um, they had a death certificate for us ready. And that's hard to read. Um, my brother picked him up. And then we took my dad for a ride. We put him in the seatbelt in the urn. I don't know. <laughs> we put on his favorite music, got in his truck, and we went all over San Antonio with him. And then uh, we decided that in the, the next several uh, weeks we were going to spread ashes uh, in different places. So we went to California. Um, we went to Nevada, um, up Mount Charleston. Um, we went to Galveston, Texas. Um, there's still plenty there. And it is interesting because you, you have to open up the urn um, you know, I would always have the gloves ready for people because I don't want to touch that. So my brother, my sister-in-law, they would go in with this small little cap that I had and then they would like, we would say a prayer and then we put out the ashes, but the, send the ashes out in the world. Um, so I hope you guys can hear me now. So I didn't know what else to do with my father. I know my mom wants him to be put in a plot. Um, and so we went to the cemetery a couple of months back before, right when COVID, COVID was hitting and they charge an arm and a leg. So if you want to keep the ashes in the house, it's not necessarily a good thing in the Catholic culture, religion. Um, my mom wants to bury him. So... Um, sorry. Me. There we go. I'm going to do something really quick. Okay, I'm back. So, as I was saying, um, my my father um, okay, much better. So, my father, my mom, my mother's wishes are that my father go and. Uh, my father's urn be buried. That was very short-lived because 
and I was there yesterday, so this is where it all ties in. We were there before, and they had given us all these prices that would blow your mind away. So there are things, so there's plots, there are niches, and so the niches are a 12 by 12 by 12 square. And those niches cost $3,500. And that's only for one urn. So, of course, our question was, if my mom was to pass, can we put my mother's remains in my dad's urn where my mom would want to be? They said, no, can't do that. It's not legal. You would have to purchase another niche next to your father's niche. It's a little square in the mausoleum. It's like a square. And if you want to buy it for your mother, you better buy it now because it's the one that next to, is next to your father can be sold to somebody else. So people usually buy niches by the row. And the niches go from all the way to the bottom to the top. So A1, A2, A3, A4, B, C, D, all the way up to H. And, and it's true, people buy niches in advance. As evidenced by yesterday where there was four niches and they were all sold, but one, I guess their daughter died. And then so the father and the mother of that daughter and then someone else had bought the niches because it has their name and it has their date of birth, but it doesn't have a date of deceased because they're still alive where their daughter has the day of birth and deceased date. In order for us to be able to buy my mother's niche, we would need to pay for it in advance in the amount of $2,650. So we would buy my dad's for $3,500. And the point of order is that they actually told us it was going to be 4000 but we argued with them because they had given us the price of 3500 before COVID. And they honored that amount, but they said that the prices had gone up. And I found it humanly offensive because I felt like our death was part of this capitalistic mindset. So $3,500 to buy a niche 12 by 12 by 12 inches. Another $2,650 to buy my mother's prepaid niche It gets crazier. If I want to have a service for my father, which I don't, it's just going to be me, my brother, my mother. 30 minutes max. No priest, no deacon, no nothing, just my dad's urn. We're going to put it in there, say a prayer. They'll seal it up. If I want it Monday through Friday, and this is not just them. This is everywhere. 
if I want the service on Monday through Friday, as long as it's before 3 p.m., it'll be $3,500 to open up the niche. So somebody would go, some from my admin, would open up the niche, then close the niche, entomb it. That's what they called it, entombing. However, if I wanted it on a Saturday, I have to do it before noon, and they'll charge me an extra $2,000. No justification. Just it'll cost you an extra $2,000 if you want to do it on Saturday because Saturdays are our busiest days, and we're, you know, busy doing other things. And so if you want that courtesy or service, it's $2,000. Otherwise, no charge Monday through Friday before 3 p.m. So, so then we asked, okay, let's go back to the plot. Because the niches that are available right now, guys, are all on the way top. Because people that have been dying have been buying niches because they're less expensive if they're going to bury their dead in an urn and put them in there. They're all, like, gone. They're all the way on the top. And my problem is that I won't be able to touch my father's niche with my bare hands and, you know, at least pray or be there. I wouldn't because it's very high. I wouldn't even be able to put flowers there. Oh, and they charge you if you want to put a vase, and it's their vase. And they charge you if they want, if you want a nameplate, and it's the nameplate they have. If you want to put a Virgin Mary or a dove, it has to be through them and that cost. And we're not talking like $25. We're talking like $200 for little things to put outside the niche. Burial in a plot. So a plot costs anywhere between eight to $12,000. They sell them really in twos. So you buy the plot and then does it matter if it's a coffin that you're putting in there or an urn, you still have to pay the same amount of money. They, it's excavating, it's placing them in there and sealing it, even if it's an urn. And then you've got the next opening in case, because in this case it would be my mother. But they would charge to exhume the plot in the event my mom passes to put her urn on top of my father's urn. And there's a price to that in the thousands. Two thousands to be exact. And a $750 We're going to try to get Sandra Grace Martinez back in just a few minutes. She dropped off the line, so just bear with us, family. We'll be right back. 
sorry. All right, guys. Um, sorry, I had some technical difficulties. So as I was um, sharing, my mother uh, knows that my mother knows that um, you know it would what it's going to cost you know to bury her, and it's a very morbid conversation to have with her because I don't want my mom to leave. I don't want to talk about her leaving us. So I just um, what I ended up doing was uh, agreeing to buy this niche, uh, but as luck may have it. Um, as luck may have it, we we ran out of time, so we have to go back. We're gonna have to go back. Um, we're gonna have to go back on Monday to pay for it because they wouldn't take cash. They wouldn't take my mother's cash. They needed a cashier's check. So the point of all this is that that's my experience, uh, and that's of a cremation, that's with a very low-key service, uh, funeral service. That's with a rental casket. And that's without an obituary in the newspaper because that costs like $500. That's without a church service or mass because that costs money too. And My brain started to think about COVID death in our society, especially those that are incarcerated that have died of COVID due to negligence of TDCJ, our Texas Department of Criminal Justice, and just the prison system all across the nation. And I think to myself, they they shall pay for the cost of burying that individual. My firsthand accounts of some of the first deaths were people receiving the remains of their loved ones via United Postal Service and being charged stamps. What a slap in the face. And I think about the amount of money it takes to bury and give someone a proper goodbye and how economically right now everyone is hurting. My mother, for God's sake, she cleans toilets for a living, and I say that, but she is a housekeeper, and she's 80, almost 80. And she's going to have to use that money. To bury her husband and herself one day. So where do I come in? Well, you know, then we have to, then this is a problem. And I hope everybody understands this because if you have siblings, you're going to get this. 
some siblings don't care to pay. Some siblings put it all on the eldest. Some siblings are more interested in what they can get out of it. Even a, I had family that wanted their, my dad's cologne. I'm like, why don't you pay for some ice? I have two sisters or half-sisters, my father's daughters. They didn't offer one penny. And they were at odds with my father when he passed. And so that's the ugly side of of the siblings and the family and and who's going to get what and So it's an emotional trauma. It's a financial stunting. It is unfortunately a time for people in funeral homes and cemeteries and et cetera to make money because the man that I spoke to yesterday, very nice, very respectful, said this. You might as well pay your mother stuff in full. In other words, $3,500 for your dad, $3,500 for your mom, for her niche so she'll have it. That doesn't mean that your mom may have to pay more later. You will have to pay more for your mother because prices are going up and maybe in a year it will be different. I was still thinking, why would you charging me $500 more for my father's niche after you said it was $3,500 two months ago? How did it automatically go to $500? Because there's a need and it's a business. So even in death, and burying our loved ones, we get taken advantage of. And I think of all the tombs that were like, oh, that's not even counting the tombstones. Oh, God, no. That's a whole other expense in the thousands, depending on what you want. I just am rattled because I think about human needs, the the food that people need, clean water, medication, shelter, clothing, basic human needs. And if they have someone who has passed because of COVID, How are they going to afford to bury their dead? Furthermore, those that have died in the custody of law enforcement, whether it's local sheriff, prison in the state, federal prison,
they need to pay, in my humble opinion. So in my Facebook, I just want to let you know that I'm going to reach out to TDCJ and see exactly what they pay for, and I'm advocating for families to be reimbursed. I don't know how far I'll get with that, but I think that I can make pretty valid points. Um, it was through their negligence. Now, my father, he died of natural causes. Um, so this isn't pertaining to my father, but I have a, a, a very unique empathy for those that have died recently inside the prison system, inside nursing homes, or outside of those doors. A halfway decent funeral costs $20,000. Halfway. Wow. So, and there's no... payment plans. There's no, you know, we'll make it in payments. What they will do is, well, we'll take half of what you have now and then we need the rest, be, you know, at, by the end of the service. That's all done for you, which will give you two or three days what? to come up with the money. So I am sharing this information because it's something that I had to go through, not something I read, not some article that was thrown my way, not somebody that said something to me about it. This is my experience. And I'm frugal. And, and even at our, my, our most frugal, we're still looking at spending a total of, just for my father, about $9,000. That's a cremated body put in an itch. Oh, and be very aware that the urn that you pick, make sure it's 12 by 12 by 12 or less. Because if it doesn't fit, you have to get another urn. Luckily, my father's will fit. So I'm going to put it on my webpage or my, my Facebook to what I'm talking about that you guys know. Um, what I'm talking about, what a niche is and, and plots and things like that. But we didn't ask for, for COVID. We didn't ask to be deceived by leadership of what COVID was going to do to our loved ones. Decisions were made and, and lives were told. And that's between that person and his maker and anybody else that covered up how deadly COVID really is for some, for many. And those expenses, I understand now. My people don't get them embalmed. I understand now. All people keep their ashes 
I understand now why people just dump the ashes somewhere out in the mountain. We did a little at a time. We didn't want to do all of it because we wanted to do it right. Give him a place so that his family can go and, and visit and see my dad and put flowers there. But it's all a big business. It's all it's all about the money. It's all about the big bucks. And it's not about whether or not one can afford it. So that's all I have for you folks today. Um, I know it's morbid and it's a horrible way to end a podcast. I just want to share because COVID was what made me and TDCJ was the driving force and injustice and basic human needs is the driving force for podcasts. And I know God knows what he's doing. I know God is real and I know that he loves us. And perhaps through me, you will learn something today about the things, about the costs and other issues and challenges that occur when burying your dead in a time of COVID. I love you guys. If you ever need anything from me, I'm on Facebook, Sandra Grace, M-T-Z. I'm there for you guys and answer any questions. If you need to, I will tell you what what I knew. So, I'm going to pray real quick. Father God, thank you for this beautiful time with the people that have taken the opportunity or time out of their busy schedules to listen to what I had to share today. I ask you that, that you make this horrible Only you know what you're doing. I bless, I, I, I want my brothers and sisters that are listening to me to know that I love them all immensely. Just like you love me. And I pray this in Jesus Christ of Nazareth name. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. Good night. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, sister. Yes, I couldn't let you go without saying something. You know, um, I was tuning and I was listening. I'm on my way driving back home. And, you know, I just want you to say, I just wanted to say that, you know, we are families. We always be here for you. I, I, I get with you on death. Because I lost my mom, and nine months later, I lost my dad. And when it does come to funerals, see, it's very expensive. 
my dad had the money to bury him, and he had the life insurance and all that to cover his funeral, but my mom didn't. My mom didn't. And even though it was so, it's so many of us as kids, that children that she have, you know, some of us at the time were still struggling, and that, that leaves a depth behind if, you're, if you haven't set up yourself in our younger days and prepared for death in a sense of way of our burial because we all are passing through this world. We're travelers here on earth. And when we're young, some of us, when we're young, we don't think about when we get older, what's going to happen? Who's going to bury us? How are we going to be buried? And that's just something that, you know, for young adults and for, for people that is our age, you need to get something because then we're leaving the burden on our kids to take care of our debt. And sometimes they don't, they don't have it to, to give us the proper, the proper burial. And it's, it's, it's hard. And I, I get with you on that because five months before my mom died, four days apart, and it, it's hard. It is hard. So, you know, as human beings, we just not prepare for life. But, you know, life takes us through our differences, but we have to prepare for death because that's our last death. When we die, that's our last death. And we have to know how are we going to take care of it and what are we leaving behind for our kids, at least to help them along the way with that. And you said, like, I was listening and you said something about the inmates with TDCJ. Honestly, you, nobody cares. I can't say nobody because we got you that's making the difference. You and are making that difference and I applaud the both of y'all big time for standing up and making a difference because me as a former officer working with the department there's no care there's no love for the inmates yes they've done their crimes but who is we to judge them they already been judged and still you have them in there you mistreat them right on to the medication, mental health that they need, the proper medication that they need. These inmates are being done. And what people fail to realize this is any one of us could end up in that predicament. No matter how perfect we think our life is, we could end up behind those bars. That could be us. That could be our daughter. That could be our son, our aunt, our uncle, our mother, our father. And if we don't want our parents, our children, our siblings or family members to be treated that way, family and friends, please look for Sandra Grace on Facebook. Look for Michael Cervello on Facebook and tuned into what they're doing. They're making a change. They're making a change, family and friends. The same way we can sit and say Black Lives Matter, these inmates' life matters. Inmate life matters. And we need to stand up and make sure that they get the proper care that they need and stop being judgmental against people because only God could judge us. Only God could judge us. And when our time comes, we don't know what we're going to be judged on. So family and friends, please, 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 
follow them, support them, support them in what they're doing. This is a time for us to hold hands. Like she said, we 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 fighting against COVID nineteen and stuff. This, these are signs, family and friends. We need to unite as one. Together, together we rise. Unite. United we rise, apart we fall, family and friends. Stand up for what's right, stand up for what's good, stand up for the perfect cause. And I think my sister and my brother have a perfect cause. So please, again, support them. Sis? Thank you, sister. Uh Oh, yes, I just want to make sure I didn't lose you. And, you know, I know today's your last show, but you always have us. You always have this platform, even if you want to make an announcement and come on and say something, we are here for you. We are here for you. So you could always call us, let us know, hey, I need to go on the radio. It's not a problem. We got you. We got you, sis. My heart knows this, and I just words away. Thank you, sister. I needed that. Well, God bless you, Sister Sandy. This is Brother John. I uh, been catching a few of your shows. I'm part of the team. And, you know, I just wanted to come and support you today. And I was told that you, um, this was your last show. So I just wanted to kind of come and reconfirm, you know, once family, always family, and we're here for you. And I caught the show tonight, and it was real, it really set a tone on what was put in me when I was a kid. My mom always tell me, you know, that sometimes um, we look at death in the wrong aspect. Death is part of life. And I just want to tell you what it really ministered to me as a person, as an individual, as a father, as a husband. Is, you know, we always have to be ready. I mean, if surely we live, it's surely we're going to die. And I think that, you know, I've undergone losing both my parents and, and my grandparents and everybody. So I understand that depth of trying to prepare and grieve at the same time which is a daunting path to try to, you know, make the good decisions while you're trying to grieve um, but the best thing that we can do is prepare be prepared while we're here to set things that, that those that are behind us, our loved ones, our children if we're able to prepare they don't have to really take on that enormous task of trying to compile everything together and I understand what you're saying and I'm not picking on the funeral homes and the directors but they can be kind of capitalist as you say in a sense where they take advantage of where you're at in, in the grief process to maximize their end, their bottom dollar so um, but God bless you uh, you know me and my sister Pastor Jean we're available if you ever need anything uh we're uh, we're still part of the family, part of the team. So I just yeah. wanted to come yeah. on to just kind of send you off and say we love you, God bless you, and and we're here whatever support you need. Amen. I love you too, guys. We weren't gonna let you go that easy, Sandra Grace. We're family, <laughs> and we love you. And we definitely are proud of what you're about to do. So we just wanted to catch you before yeah. you went and got busy and, and all that <laughs> stuff. We know you got to concentrate on getting your um, your bar done and all that. And I understand it takes tremendous concentration. 
and then getting all these bills that you got uh, going on. So we definitely just wanted to catch you before you got going. So like my wife said, like Brother Don. Uh-oh. I appreciate you. you both, all of you. Um, you have uplifted my spirit in, in ways that I cannot explain. Thank you so much. I love yeah. you guys. You're love welcome. You too. Love you too, sis. All right. Good night. Good night. I can see it in your eyes that you are restless. The time has come for you to leave. It's so hard to let you go, but in this life I know you have to be who you were made to be. As you step out on the road, I'll say a prayer. So that in my heart, you always will be there. This is not goodbye. I know we'll meet again. So let your life begin, cause this is not goodbye. It's just I love you to take with you until Should you stay or turn around? Well, just remember that your dreams, they are a promise. That you were made to change the world. So don't let fear stop you now, cause this is not goodbye. I know we'll meet again, so let your life begin. Take with you until you're home again. Oh, I know the brightest star above was created by the one who loves more than we'll ever know. To guide you in your loss, what started as a still small voice is raging now in your only choice. Is to follow who you are So follow who you are Cause this is not goodbye I know we'll meet again You're listening to The Boat of Our Nation With Sandra Grace Right now on TPV Radio TPV Radio Central Texas
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.